Well, maybe they're interested in doing those deals because they're interested in the way the financial statements uh, currently look or have looked as opposed to how they might look in the future. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the industry has been very bullish, uh, you know, I think in part because it has been immune to a lot of the hardship that uh, others have sustained. And, and it all, it's almost considered itself its own separate island through all this. From Rain Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader while helping your organization to grow and thrive. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, visit our website at www.raycpa.com slash podcast and sign up for updates. As new trends emerge in today's society, it's important that industries follow suit. Today, Don Gregory, Director and Chair of Construction Law at Kegler, Brown, Hill & Ritter, and Mike Madigan, Director at Kegler, Brown, are here to share top trends and issues in the legal industry and what they foresee for 2021. So welcome to Unsuitable again, Don and Mike. Glad to have you on board. I wish, however, we could be in person. Uh, unfortunately, we're, we're doing this remotely. So uh, cheers to, to both of you. Good to be back again, Doug. Thank you. Love it. Love it. Thanks for having me. Um, First time here. Yeah. I'm glad we could get, get you on as a duo. This is, uh, <laughs> this is exciting. So very, very pleased to have you on to talk about, you know, what's going on uh, in, in the legal world and, and what you foresee. Don, let's, let's start with you. Anything in, in recent months from a construction law perspective that folks ought to be paying attention to that uh, that certainly could have an impact going forward? Well, like everything uh, in the COVID era, everything's changed. Everything's become more difficult, <laughs> right? I mean, that's common all across the board, regardless of the industry. Uh, the construction industry has done pretty well for itself, all things considered, uh, as was an essential industry and worked through most of the outbreak uh, to this point, uh, has done pretty well avoiding COVID out in the field and uh, guys are making money, but the future looks a little scary. Uh, the legal environment's a little scarier and uh, uncertain and certainly moving slower. So, you know, we're just uh, sorting it out like everybody else. Yeah, it brings up a good point. So, um, Mike, have you seen, you know, obviously construction has continued to fare, um, you know, certainly better than, than many industries. And, and I recall back to obviously the, you know, 8, 9, 10 time frame. Are we starting to see uh, more disputes arise uh, during this, this past, you know, six to eight months or so? What, what, do you, what, what are your thoughts there? Not yet. We're not seeing a, an uptick in collections. I mean, there's always going to be some collections, but but right now, I think it's it's still uh, uh, it's still going as as it was before. Now, as you get into 2021, that remains to be seen. I think a lot of folks, you know, uh, 
got the PPP and, and, and that that helped. But I think that's, you know, that's that's come and gone. And, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in, in 2021. I think for us, you know, go, the idea of going down to the court, courthouse is just takes is going to take even longer now. So, you know, we look at arbitration for for contracts that are coming out of the gate. You know, the idea of, of arbitration is, is private. You don't have the long line. But that's for that's for contracts that are you know that that are in the works today. Not that was not that we're dealing with uh, with pre-COVID. Right, right, absolutely. And to that to that point, uh, Don, have you seen uh, significant change in, in what what's involved in, in putting uh, contracts together? I mean, have we seen the adoption of a lot of different things uh, related to COVID uh, in terms of protections and? Obviously, force majeure became uh, a, a big thing that uh, those of us in the non-legal world had to look back up and, and say, wait, what is this clause that's always been in there? We've never really dealt with uh, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, when you start talking about Latin terms like force majeure, you know you're in <laughs> trouble, right? I mean, you know right. you're in a very strange territory, and that's kind of where we've been in the COVID world. So we had to figure out what those clauses, the act of God type, force majeure clauses meant? Uh, do you get time? Uh, if you're impacted, do you get money? Do you get both? Those types of things are still getting sorted out. Most of them got worked out by agreement out in the field. And again, the fact that all work did not come to a halt in this state helped. Uh, other states, not so much. But um, uh, now people are starting to draft some provisions to deal with uh COVID type issues or material cost escalations or shortage of supplies, that type of thing. Uh, not radical changes in contracts, but some around the fringes. And as Mike uh, mentioned, I mean, the, the future looks a little uh, tenuous. And if someone thinks they're going to go down to the courthouse in this environment and suddenly have themselves a judge or a jury at their leisure and uh, ready to take action on their civil case. They're, I think they're going to be sadly disappointed. And uh, so we're starting to push arbitration more as a clause in those contracts, for example, because at least then you will have your uh, day in court, so to speak, uh, at some point in the, in the reasonable future. Uh, down at the courthouse, maybe not so much. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. So, Mike, maybe you can talk to us a little bit about that that arbitration process. I mean, you know, I'm familiar with the term, obviously, and you, you see it in uh, 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 some legal circles. But in in terms of say construction law and construction projects, how how does that how does that work? Right. Well, the uh, the parties have to affirmatively select arbitration, and, and typically that's done at the, at the beginning when they they execute the contract. So, uh, you know, a decision has to be made up front. How are we going to resolve the dispute? If uh, you know, if arbitration is selected, then a lot of times they'll use the American Arbitration Association to facilitate that. So. You know, basically, if, if you have a dispute, you engage the American Arbitration Association and they help facilitate it. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll help you pick a panel. They'll be in charge of picking a panel or an arbitrator. And that, that arbitrator panel is, is really devoted towards your case. Um, so the idea is, is that, you know, you get, you get more attention. The, the, the downside is, is you got to pay for it. 
So if you have a three-party panel, you know, you're paying for both sides would, would likely have to share that cost. So the the cost for arbitration, you know, to have that to have that panel, you know, is, is an ad, but it moves faster. Yeah, it's, it's more efficient, obviously, than as, as Don alluded to, than, than going to court, correct, and taking all that that time. It, you know, I, I kind of equate it to Bud Light and Budweiser. It's it's kind of like the Bud Light. Um, it still can be pretty expensive by way of, uh, you know, by the time people start doing discovery and things like that. It, it's supposed to be limited, but... But, you know, I don't don't be fooled that it's 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 much less expensive. I mean, it is it's gotcha. less expensive, but not much. Yeah. But at least you get through it more more quickly through the process. So now we don't want to use that. The but the Bud Light and Bud Bud reference, do we, Don? We, we want to go with, a, you know, a couple of North High uh, different brews there. Yeah, so we, what, what do you we, we what like, do you got for us today? We'd like to keep it local. Uh, North High Brewing is my favorite. I'm. I'm just uh, sipping a uh, honey wheat lager today. You may recall nice. before COVID struck, I brought you out a little bit of uh, the good stuff, the double IPA, the startup. Yes. But uh, I found that uh, after one of those, I was telling some stories that perhaps, you know, got me in a little bit of trouble or something. But I thought <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd go a little lighter on that this time around and uh, maybe be more appropriate for uh, unsuitable. That's good. We we appreciate that. Yeah, we don't want to violate any any attorney client privilege, uh, you know, here in this in this. Although you know, we do have the ability to uh, to edit, so we're we're all good. Don, talk a little bit about maybe the the you know now that we're uh, pseudo here post election. What you know from a macro scale? Is there anything that that folks should be on the lookout for as we move into 21 in terms of some macro trends uh, um, on the legal side of things, be it, you know, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, related to contract law or perhaps labor or anything else that, that might be on the, on the docket. Well, of course, we're traveling from a, a period of uh, uh, heated growth in the construction industry, labor shortages and the like, uh, time demands and so forth which has pretty much been our life. We've had the impact of the coronavirus and the additional costs and the impact on productivity, that kind of thing, and the uncertainty about the future. And of course, elections are never good for certainty until they're resolved and behind us. Hopefully we're making progress in that regard. Although when you listen to the news, you can never be quite sure these days, but uh, generally the economic climate will enjoy some certainty and hopefully we'll have that at some point here. Uh, sooner rather than later. But there's a lot of flashing yellow lights of warning Will Rogers for 21. You know, we have declining architectural buildings. Uh, we've got declining optimism. We have disrupted supply chains. We've got some material costs going up. Lumber went up like crazy, for example. You know, we've got a lot of things that threaten to reduce uh, profitability. We've got declining backlog. We may have some panicky bidding early in 21. Just Guys want to fill their plate and folks doing it too cheap, perhaps. Uh, so, you know, these are some of the trends we're looking at now. Uh, some would have thought that we could uh, talk optimistically about some sort of infrastructure type bill in 21. Uh, although it's way too early to tell whether government's going to get its act together enough to do that. Hopefully it will. Uh, 
There's also uncertainty about what kind of COVID relief will come next. Will it be uh, state and local money pushed out that will go to provide relief to state and local so they can get shovel-ready projects going and out? Uh, or will, you know, will they be starved of cash uh, as they will absent that kind of infusion of capital and, and therefore have to really cut back on their building programs and so forth? So there's a lot we don't know. Uh, but um, we're going to live with that uncertainty, I think, for a little while longer as we head into 21. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, overall, certainly we're fortunate to be here in central Ohio where we're still uh, experiencing uh, fairly strong growth relative to, to many other areas. And, and uh, you know, just because of the I'm a, I'm a big believer in demographics and, and just because of the population influx that we're likely to, to uh, continue to see over the next 10, 15 years, um, you know, you've got to believe that we're going to continue to build the infrastructure that we need to support that, but uh, remains to be seen as, as you suggested. So Mike, what, what about you? What are you, what are you uh, trying to focus on as, as we move to 21? Any, any other macro issues uh, that, that come to mind? You know, I just look back at the, you know, what we went through during the Great Recession and, you know, you had, you did have your uptick in, in collection cases and, and, uh, you know, looking back at those cases, you know, they hinged on, you know, contractual terms like the pay of paid provision and, and people making sure that they had uh, their lien rights preserved. So, um, you know, that's what I'm talking to people about is at least try to be proactive in that and make sure you do the simple things to, to reduce the risk that you get caught up in one of those situations. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's a good point. And, and one of the things, Don, maybe you can speak to this a little bit, but one of the things that surprised me going back to the, the great recession is, is how many contractors that I thought were in really serious trouble, how many survived, you know, it, the, the ability to survive through that, frankly, really shocked me given what I saw in terms of uh, lack of liquidity and, and working capital through that period. So what, what are your expectations this time uh, overall as, as far as that goes? I know we've come a long way in terms of, you know, vetting of, of subcontractors and vetting those that you work with. Uh, anything, any predictions that you might have along, along those lines? Well, certainly, uh it would be good to continue to pre-qualify subcontractors and uh, and not be in a hurry to cut costs and perhaps cut corners on that sort of thing as we head into a uncertain uh, period. But I but I share your uh, views of ten years ago in the Great Recession. There were more people survived than I thought. But remember, sometimes people will run into problems not at the lowest point, but when you start trying to come out of the, the lowest point. And um, so, you know, that's still a long way off with respect to this anticipated downturn. I, I kind of view everything right now as like we're on the, the shot clock in an NBA game or something in that, you know, COVID has caused this disruption, has caused this V, you know, in the economy, it's been mitigated some in the construction industry. Construction industry goes into a downturn last, comes out last traditionally. But will there be through turning around the virus, through, you know, the, the pharmaceutical uh, uh, solutions, uh, 
and some Washington solutions with uh, money infused in the economy? Will will there be relief to bring us out quickly so we won't suffer a typical long downturn like the Great Recession? Or will uh, there be continuing health problems, continuing economic and, and government problems that, that ultimately stall this out? So we will have a much uh, slower upturn for the for the industry. And, and really, I think the jury's still out on all that. And it's very tough to predict which way it's going to go. Will, will the cavalry arrive in time uh, to save the construction industry from a deep downturn or, or not? Who knows? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And as you suggested earlier, I think, um, you know, state and, and local tax revenues, obviously, they don't really reconcile that stuff for 2020 and until they're into the early part of 2021. And so it remains to be seen uh, how their budgets are going to look, as, as you indicated, related to, to public projects and, and all of those things, unless they get assistance. So uh, we shall we shall see on that front it will be very interesting. Mike, what, what do you see um, in, in terms of uh, locally here in, in, in central Ohio? Um, obviously, we, we've seen delay with with some major projects, but some others have continued to go. Um, have, have you started to see much concern uh, there with you know further projects that may be, may be delayed or, or what are you hearing along those lines? I think anything that was that was in the ground or was you know getting ready to start, it's it's still going. Um, I think you, you you alluded to this earlier that you know the. Uh, the economics of Columbus and, and it's just growing. I think, uh, you know, developers that are doing uh, apartment projects and things like that, you're, you know, you're still getting the sense that, that those are still going. So I think it's, you know, I, I still think it's, it's fairly strong. Now, you, you know, you do hear of Ohio state, you know, cutting back, you know, that's, that's the one notable, but I think, I think there's still, pockets that are fairly strong. And, and like I said, we were, we were probably at capacity before COVID. So, you know, I'm still optimistic that, that there's still a lot of firepower left. Yeah. It's certainly if, if nothing else, maybe accelerated some, some trends that were uh, probably already underway, uh, you know, and, and you look at, as you suggested, certain segments, obviously we're seeing, you know, industrial and, and warehousing and, and data centers and, and all these things become, you know, if anything, more and more attractive. And yet, obviously, other segments, retail, hospitality, you know, the, the, the slowdown and starts there has been even more dramatic. So it will be interesting to see if those trends continue or if they do reverse as we hopefully come out on the backside of this thing with a, with a vaccine of, of some kind. But uh, I know one thing that's, that has shocked me, and I'd love to hear both your, your comments on this. So we'll start with you, Don. But I've continued to see strong M&A activity in, in the construction space amongst either still private equity coming in and trying to do, you know, trying to acquire construction companies as part of some roll-up strategy or whether it's, uh, you know, two companies uh, combining in, in some way or, you know, straight up purchase or internal transfers, uh, ESOP related, things like that. If anything, it seems to me those have continued to accelerate. And, and I don't know if that's just because construction has fared better than others, or um, maybe it's just a, a continuation of stuff 
that was happening before. What what are you seeing on that front? What what are your thoughts there? Well, maybe they're interested in doing those deals because they're interested in the way the financial statements uh, currently look or have looked, as opposed to how they might look in the future. I don't I don't know. I mean, the industry has been very bullish. Uh, you know, I think in part because it has been immune to a lot of the hardship that uh, others have sustained, and, and it all almost considered itself its own separate island through all this and yet if you look at you know the backlogs if you look at pricing if you look at uh, architectural buildings if you look at things that are precursors to the future it's you know it's a little scarier and so you know i don't know about how optimistic i would feel to make an aggressive uh, deal right now um you know, in, in the corporate space. But, you know, it's, an, it's a new world. You know, if you're building data centers and if you're building distribution centers and if you're doing that kind of stuff, you know, then maybe it's rock and roll time. If you're, you know, it, if you're going to do stuff uh, for higher education or, or healthcare or God forbid, you've been doing offices, office space along the outer belt or something, you know, this, this, these are going to be challenging times. And I think even when the virus recedes in some fashion, our work style has changed. It's changed forever. And everyone's not going back into their office chair exactly like they did before. And so there'll be certain segments that benefit, certain segments that suffer horribly as a result. And who are you serving? You know, where where are your clients uh, based and what kind of work are you going to do? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, unlike the the Great Recession, where kind of, you know, we all sort of sank together, as it were. It's it's very disparate this time in terms of depending on who you are and what you do, what type of work you do, as as you suggest. Uh, That's the hard part for me to to get my arms around as as well. But uh, Michael, you guys, you guys have, obviously your offices are, are downtown. So what, what have you guys been, uh, are you fully back, back in the office? Or are you doing kind of a hybrid type of model? What, what have you guys been doing? Now, um, it's really voluntary. You know, if, if people want to come in, they can come in. You know, I've, I've elected to come in. Don's elected to come in. I think, I, I think it's probably just your personal preference. Overall, I'd probably say, you know, it's maybe 20, 30 percent of, of what mm-hmm. you typically have. I, I think that's that's the case for for most of downtown. I mean, the upside is it's easy to get down here for a meeting, uh, and you got plenty of parking. Um, so, and the plywood's coming down. So, uh, you know, but winter's coming. <laughs> so. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's it's been strange. I know in our, you know, we've got thirteen offices around Ohio. It's, each one's been a little different uh, in in terms of people, you know, coming and going, but. You know, I think everybody's getting more used to the, the the work from home type of thing, but it's it's difficult for for teamwork and team building and and you know just a lot of that that camaraderie. We're having to to work harder at that. The interesting thing I've seen, and I've been out now for as I'm sure you guys have probably four or five months, seeing clients and prospective clients in in the even in the construction space. Most all have been back in their offices, but even how they treat it when you're there and visit them in their offices, very different from company to company. Has that been your experience too, or have you guys been doing more, more remote stuff? I, you know, I've been doing more remote stuff. Uh, 
but there's a lot of construction folks who'd be glad to have you, you know, uh, in their offices today and treat you like they would have nine months ago. Now, I think that's the exception rather than the rule, but, uh, but some are just continue to roll in that fashion. But uh, I was supposed to make a very big presentation to a very big contractors uh, team on uh, one of the largest, if not the largest project in central Ohio. And I uh, was supposed to do that next week. It's called off now because of a COVID outbreak and even when we're going to have a big conference room and so forth. So, um, you know, we're still we're still dodging that kind of stuff. And uh, it's hard to know what the right balance is uh, in uh, how much face to face you have. And obviously, there's social distancing. But, you know, should you do it remote or not? I've done a lot of things remote. Uh, they, they, you know, whether it's mediations or arbitrations or other things, and uh, it's not as good, but it's better than doing nothing at all. So, you know, that's the, these are the constant trade-offs we're dealing with as we go through our risk management matrix every day. You know, in our daily life. Yeah, that's 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 a good way to put it. Yeah, the risk management matrix. I guess in in some sense we all do that informally, but uh, you know, yeah, it's it's been a big change and we're all uh trying to adapt to it as as best as we can and it will be interesting to see on the other side what what kind of sticks and and what reverts uh i'll I'll be be curious to that so mike as we as we wrap up here um any any last thoughts any uh any sage wisdom uh as we move forward into into uh the end of the year and and into 21 uh I know we're all glad to see 20 in the rear view mirror for sure. I just, I just think, uh, you know, looking at, at collections, doing the simple things, uh, you know, making sure your liens are, your liens are updated and, and, you know, going into new contracts with, with people that, you know, and, you know, you don't have to get all the jobs. Um, you know, I think now quality is, is, is better than quantity and, other than that, just, uh, you know, stay positive and test negative. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Yes, the fundamentals. It always comes back to the fundamentals, right? Yeah, this time, this time especially. So, Don, what about you as we, uh, as we close out here? Uh, uh, any, any thoughts uh, that, that you want to leave the audience with? Well, sometimes the best job uh, is the one you never get. And uh, so... Hopefully, people keep the powder dry where appropriate and, uh, and don't panic and, and stay uh, true to their fundamentals uh, as we go into this scary period ahead, I think. Um, and then the other thing I'd like to say is uh, I, I want to congratulate uh, Mike on his virtual honor that he will receive tonight from the Builders Exchange. They're honoring him with the President's Award. It will be virtual rather than before a thousand or two thousand people in the normal fashion at the annual meeting, but it was well earned in any event. So he'll have virtual recognition today, which is just another example of how things have changed in 2020. Yes, uh, congratulations, definitely on that, Mike, and I'll I'll be a, a part of that event too. And it'll be so strange having yeah. that <laughs> virtually. I mean, it's always such a big uh, big to do. Yeah. It's, it's, bizarre but congratulations nonetheless thank you we'll look forward to uh hopefully before too long we can get together at at north high uh brewing and and celebrate together there you go amen great all right well thank you uh thank you gentlemen thanks for 
uh, joining us today. And, and certainly thank you for listening to this week's show. Um, as we, uh, as we wrap up here, uh, uh, today and, uh, be sure to subscribe to unsuitable on, uh, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. Uh, I'm Doug Hauser and join us next week for another unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.